Hello, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. I'm super excited for today's show, which is titled Powerful Encounters with the Lord for Mental Health Freedom. Last week was an awesome week where we, on Monday we talked about not allowing ourselves to prophesy depression over our lives. And on Thursday, I had an amazing guest, Abby McKee, where she talked about the trauma of her life and how God was able to use it to flip it on its head and bring her into freedom with being non-judgmental and loving all people because of what she went through. She went through rape, her parents' divorce, her own addiction, and other emotional issues. You want to go back and check out these shows. They really were powerful. I'd also love for you to write a review on this show when you're on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for your support. I went to a conference on the East Coast in New Jersey. I knew that I needed to prepare this podcast episode on my plane ride home. I have a few show ideas that I need that I have in my heart that I wanted to do. However, a lot happened at the conference that I needed to journal first. I wanted to capture my experience so I wouldn't forget it. As I'm on page three of my journal, and I'm thinking, I still need to prepare the podcast. As I'm writing and I'm crying, I felt the Holy Spirit impression to use my journal as this podcast. I feel a little exposed and a little scared, but I immediately did know that it was the Lord and he wanted me to do this for you. This stepping out stuff is a little new, but God is God and I am not, and he is bigger than any fear of man. I pray that you will be open to God encountering you I pray that you will experience your own encounter from this episode. Holy Spirit, come. Open up the minds of your people. Take away any analytical thinking or any judgmental thoughts that they may have. And I ask that you take over. I pray that you will give them the ability to die to their flesh and allow their spirit to guide them. Awaken the giant within them that is you, God. Holy Spirit, come. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. We thank you for your presence. Guide me as I speak and be the breath from my mouth into the microphone and through the speakers of the listeners. Thank you, Lord, for what you do and what we cannot. I am just a little person yielding to you for your glory. In your mighty name, Jesus, amen. A few years back, when I started to get more curious about the wonders of God, I went on a journey through many sermons, books, podcasts, and conversations with other people. I was on fire for God, and I couldn't get enough. I saw people getting healed of physical ailments, but I wanted to see mental health healing as well. I started to learn that those who operate in healing and miracles are often called charismatics. I grew up in a Lutheran church, and I had no idea what that was. I went to conferences, I met people, and I learned that people from all over operate in healings and miracles, not just charismatics. So the Catholic Church, Methodist, Evangelical, Word of Faith, Assemblies of God, and more. I was very curious about how I've gone my whole life and not really knowing the true gospel of Jesus and the power of the Word of God. Honestly, it was kind of boring to me, and so was church. When I got saved at 16 in Assemblies of God Church, a fire got in me that I didn't know how to feed it well. I was not discipled, but the fire did not go out. God had me and there was no turning back. When God has you, 
There is no turning back. He will win. As I started being around these people, I had a lot of judgments. How the heck could they be in worship for so long without getting bored? Why are some people laying on the ground? Why are they falling down when they get prayed for? Three songs is enough for me. I felt like there was something wrong with me, that they were so free and raising their hands, dancing and waving flags. I went back and forth between judging them, judging myself, doubting what the heck was I doing here and I should be with my family instead, and then back to, I have seen God perform miracles and his word said that he will heal us. So there's got to be something of God in all of this. I wanted to see the connection between myself as a marriage and family therapist and all that I was seeing. It was like I couldn't unsee what I saw and the Holy Spirit was pulling me in. 1 Corinthians 2.10 says, But God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, the deep things of God. I noticed a connection between these people and people in the world who practice yoga and do meditation. They're, they're yielding their self to be free to something else. I went to a meditation retreat one day, this was years ago, and honestly, it was brutal. We had to sit in silence. I left right after lunch. I kept trying to picture Jesus, but it was so hard to let it go because of all the people around me. This is before I started getting more on fire and really understanding more of God. I didn't truly understand what I was in the presence of when I was there. The difference between yoga and meditation and worshiping God is that the Holy Spirit takes over us versus us being our own God. Meditation and yoga can help you get some peace for a short period of time, but it's not the way, the truth, and the life. It does not have the power of the Holy Spirit to come in and pierce you and change you forever. That's what I was sensing around these Christians. There was something different about them. They didn't care about status or being known. They saw me. They looked at me in the eye. They were free. 1 Corinthians 2.11 says, Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. As I'm letting go of judgment and trusting more of God through worship, healings, miracles, and yielding to God, I am still struggling to completely let go. Currently, I am attending BSSM, which is Bethel Supernatural School of Ministry. It's a church out in Redding, California, and I'm doing this online. I'm a first-year student. I go part-time. Some of you might be thinking, I'm worried about her. How do you do this, Heidi? (laughs) You have a family and a business. Well, here's how I do it. By God's grace, I have an amazing husband and wonderful team at my company, and I grew up on a farm. Please let me be my crazy self and you be yours because we are all beautiful just the way that we are. So this school has a slogan and it says, we owe the world an encounter. What this means is that because we are Christian and Jesus is in us, we should be so overflowing with the presence of light, love, and the power of God that it flows onto others. Psalms 23, you anoint my cup with oil, my cup overflows. So we go to get our flesh out of the way and our true identity in Christ is operating and then we can walk in our lives and bring Jesus to everyone. 
However, it's not in the way that you think. It's not bang on your door, hey, do you know what you're, you're going to hell if you don't give your life to Jesus? No, it's the real, vulnerable, gentle, Holy Spirit-led The gifts of the Holy Spirit are flowing so we can identify where people are at and we allow the Holy Spirit in us to lead us to bring Jesus to others. They then receive an encounter with God because we are the vessel. Isaiah 64, 8 says, You are our Father, we are the clay, and you are our potter. And all that we are, the work of your hand. So he's the potter, we're the clay. He molds us and uses us to bring Jesus to others. Not because we're great, but because He is, and we yield ourselves to Him. Revelations 19.10 says that for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. What this means is that when Jesus moves in someone, He will do it again through anyone who yields to the Spirit and lets Him flow. So allow the Spirit to flow in you from this episode in anything that I say. You might want to sit down. And perhaps not drive because the Holy Spirit wants to do in you what he wants to do in you. Say yes to what he wants to do. And it might not be what you think. The more open you are and let down your walls to judgment, the more he will move. Encounters. I've had little ones here and there and have experienced the Holy Spirit. Even in my Lutheran church growing up, I would get tears in my eyes during worship and I would not know that that was the presence of the Holy Spirit. I wasn't aware. That was technically an encounter. Earlier this year in class, I actually cried for an hour afterwards. During class, they brought us into an encounter with Father God where he was running to me, not walking. One of my classmates said that he saw Jesus take him to the zoo as a little boy. And as he said this, I all of a sudden started bawling. I clearly heard the Lord say, I have time for you. What I learned from this experience was that God was delivering me from lies of not being good enough and thinking that people don't have time for me. This was deliverance. You guys, it doesn't have to be weird. I allowed it. I wanted it. The Holy Spirit comes. I had some little demon critters telling me that people don't have time for me. God showed up and he told me the truth. I want to invite you into this same experience. The Holy Spirit reveals to us Jesus, and Jesus shows us the Father. So Holy Spirit, come, and I ask that you bring Jesus to each one of the listeners. Just allow yourself to see Jesus. Look into his eyes and allow his love to come in. Now I want you to see Father God running to you. Not walking, but he's running. Don't analyze how he looks, or if you're getting this wrong, or if this is weird, let go of all judgments and analysis. Father God is running towards you. As he gets to you, he embraces you. Allow him to embrace you. He loves you with an everlasting love. Let him love you. Father God now brings you to a table, a long table with many seats. He has you sit at the head of the table. And as you sit at the head of the table, Father God puts a robe on you. And then he puts a crown on you. Allow yourself to feel worthy and loved and enough just as you are. But that you are a queen or a king. 
You are sitting at the head of the table and that's where Father God says that you belong. He is putting you there. Notice any uncomfortable feelings like I don't deserve this or I'm not worthy. It's okay. Just give those to him. Jesus died on the cross for those feelings. So just give them to him. It's okay. Just let them go and step back into I am worthy. I am loved. And as you are sitting there at your rightful place at the head of the table with your robe and your crown, you are a king, you are a queen. Just allow the seats to fill up with people in your life, loved ones, people you're worried about, people you're concerned about, and that in the presence of God, see those prayers being answered. See each one of these people in your life the way that God sees them. Just allow his presence take over your eyes and your ears as you see your loved ones in this heavenly space the way that God sees you. And now as you allow yourself to just sit in this place, if God is really truly encountering you, if you're noticing tears or something in your body where it just feels very peaceful, just maybe push pause on this podcast and just allow yourself to stay there or whatever I say, just allow it to move. But know that the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit and I don't want to stop anything that he's doing. I thank you, Lord. We give you all the glory that you are moving in your listeners and that you are taking hold of us, that we are learning to yield and allowing you to take over. I want to continue and share more encounters. A few weeks after I had the encounter with Father God, I had another one, and I felt like God was breaking pride off of me. I wouldn't necessarily call this one as fun (laughs) as the one with Father God, but I knew it was God and I was grateful. This is why sometimes it can be hard for us. I was crying again, and after it, I apologized to my husband for not presenting Jesus to him in the way that God intended. I actually apologized to my management staff for anything that I had done to cause harm without knowing. I then took ownership over my company and I apologized at a staff meeting to everyone. And I said that if anything that they have experienced where they thought they did something wrong and it was their fault, that I am sorry. I take responsibility. No excuses. I own the business. I didn't blame anyone or anything. It's me, period. In these experiences, God was moving me from glory to glory, deliverance to deliverance, repentance to repentance, more of him, less of me. Each of these experiences that we have brings us to know God more and see his glory work through us. I've watched and I've heard of these amazing, powerful encounters that other people have had, where it's even more than what I've experienced, where they like fall on the ground and they're crying for hours and God transformed them. I've heard of some that even last for days and even weeks. And I'm like, I want one. I want God to do in me what he has done in others, but it hasn't happened. I'm so grateful for these encounters and I'm thankful that God is moving in me. I'm praying, I'm asking for it. I'm not receiving anything like that until New Jersey. I went to the Gospel Forum Conference with my friends Kelly from Mississippi and Mary, who's a Catholic evangelist from Louisiana. We're rooming together and we can't wait. I went because I had talked to Angela Greenig before and I wanted to meet her in person. 
She actually interviewed me on her show. Check out this show on my website, HeidiMortensenLMFT.com, and go to the speaking section on my website. I'd also encourage you to check out her YouTube channel, her podcast, and she also has many books. She does deliverance and healings, and I wanted to learn how to truly heal tougher mental health cases where there's extreme trauma and dissociation. And I also want to see deliverance as normal. The people who spoke at the conference were Heidi Baker, Angela Greenig, David Hogan, and Mario Marilla. Heidi's a missionary in Mozambique, Africa, and David is a missionary in Mexico. All of these people have laid down their life for the Lord and still are. They were real, normal. Heidi had no people with her, no entourage, just her. When worship was on, she was there worshiping with all of us. She didn't take money. She came on an assignment from the Lord. It truly was amazing. God literally answered the prayers that I have been asking for. We don't ask big enough prayers. We need to ask big prayers. When I got there Thursday, my friend Mary said she was fasting from food because she wanted more of God. I cringed when she said this because I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't want to fast. But I've been sensing from God that I think I need to. Then as we're waiting in line Thursday night, a pastor from New York shared with us about the power of fasting. I'm like, okay, Lord, I will fast. (laughs) So on Friday, I fasted from food. I didn't eat all day. I did drink water. It felt like it was a word for me that I needed to fast and burn up my flesh and operate in my spirit. 1 Corinthians 7.5 says, Do not deprive each other except perhaps by mutual consent and for a time, so that you may devote yourselves to prayer. Then come together again so that Satan will not tempt you because of your lack of control. So fasting is all over the Bible, and I want to do what God says. From Esther to Moses, Daniel, David, Joshua, the new church, the disciples, and Acts, and so much more. He is in us and guiding us, and we have died. So it's no no longer us who lives, but it's him who lives in us. We are no longer guided by our flesh, but by the spirit that's in us. John 6.63 says that it is the spirit who gives life, the flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. I don't go into fasting in this detail, but I just mention it. Some of you could fast from one thing that you know that the Lord sees as an idol in your life, like TV or coffee or sugar. Just find what has a hold on you and fast from that. So at this conference, as each message happened, God was working through many things within me. Some was I was seeing lies that are there and trying to, that are trying to take havoc over my mind. I realized that I was actually believing a lie that I shouldn't even be doing this ministry and podcasts and thinking that I'm weird for even doing this. Being around these amazing men and women of God helped me to realize that I am called and I am following the calling that God designed for me right now. I am stepping into the fullness and the purpose that God has for me. He is going to fill the blanks as I walk and go. I really feel a pull towards evangelism in people who don't know him or know that they are truly loved by God. What is it that God is pulling you into? What has he pulled you into? What do you sense God calling you to do? When Heidi Baker went Friday afternoon, I started to yield more and the Holy Spirit showed up. It was like I could see into more of how you yield. When she said, my mind doesn't understand, my little, 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 little mind, I started to say, God, I give you the analysis of what I'm trying to do, and I give you my mind. I started saying, I'm just a little farm girl from North Branch. I'm just a little girl from North Branch. This tear started flowing, and I didn't understand, but I knew that it was God. I just kept thanking him and resting in what he was doing. 
At one point in worship, I could sense the enemy trying to tell me that this is weird and dumb, and what am I doing? And I felt a psalm verse somewhere come up, and I declared, I am made for worship. God made me for worship. There are many of them, but I found Psalm 66.4, all the earth worships and you sing praises to you. They sing praises to your name. I can analyze and wonder, why the heck am I doing this? But I don't need to understand. God does. His word states that we are to worship and put praise on our lips. So I will, because he says, I don't need to get it. I was able to truly enter into worship and let go of those lies and those thoughts. I release this to you. You can let go of these lies and enter into that place of yielding. When Mario Murillo spoke Saturday morning, I really got wrecked at the end. I really experienced this on the floor, what these people are talking about. He said that we all need a baptism of fire, and more than once, that we need to go through it ongoing throughout our life, that it doesn't just happen once, that it's in Acts 2 and then in 4, where they got more fire from the Holy Spirit. We need rejuvenation, and the Holy Spirit will come and give it to us. This is what I've been praying for, a wild encounter with God where he burns up all things in me that is not from him. At the end, he prayed for us to receive this fire. It's just a simple prayer. At first, nothing happened. I was a little worried that I was analyzing, and I wouldn't experience anything. Then I just kept saying some of the things that Heidi Baker guided us to yield. I don't know anything. You are God, and I am not. More of you and less of me. You increase, and I decrease. Then I started to sense something moving and stirring in me. I just said, thank you, Lord. So when he's moving, say thank you. It was like a wave started to come up. It's very, very hard to explain, but I will try. I started to cry and it was like something was in me and like I needed to birth something and I just started bawling and I could not stand anymore. My head was on the floor, like my forehead was on the ground. My hair was everywhere. I was kneeling and kind of moving up and down a little and the crying was just like this, travail cry and I started to see visions of people. I saw a family of four with two kids all dark-haired and the family was about to divorce or had divorced. I'm not sure they were together in my vision so it was like I was seeing what God sees and desires. I was so pained by the sadness of divorce that grips these children. They're good people so it's not like they're doing it because they're bad people. I was so sad for the parents and for the children And I saw these children grow up to be adults. And they don't know what's wrong, but they have issues in their life and they don't understand. They don't see the brokenness that they came from and neither do their parents. They all think that it's normal, but wonder what's wrong with them. And I saw people suffering from depression, anxiety, PTSD, dissociation, drug addiction, alcoholism, identity issues, despair, and all kinds of things. I saw their eyes and the hurt and the sadness that they have, that they're so lost and they don't know who they are and whose they are. They have been hurt by people in and out of the church. They've been hurt and they don't know how to understand the hurt they've experienced. As I'm crying and almost screaming at times, I felt my face and my forehead and I was sweating. I had ugly, ugly tears and snot coming down my face. And as I'm crying, I'm thinking, I want a Kleenex, but I can't move. So I just let the Lord do what he was doing in me and cried. I was thinking how grateful I am for Mario that he took the time to pray for us and give us this gift of fire of the Holy Spirit. I'm so grateful that he followed the Holy Spirit's leading. These are powerful men and women of God who have laid down their life for the Lord, for us. So thank the people who are doing that for you. 
Their ceiling is your floor. Every single one of them talked about demons fleeing being normal and a part of what we need to do is the body of Christ. I kept crying and then moved to a different place and it's almost like my body just kind of relaxed and I went into this stillness and it was still like I couldn't really move. My hands just laid there. I said, your people, Lord, your people, as I continued to cry. I thought maybe it would be done, but then more waves of crying continued and I said, I am your bride, I am your bride, I am your warrior, I am your soldier. At one point I told the enemy it's war and you will not win. I said, we will stand, we will stand. I was yelling at the enemy and I was very intense and strong and I say this to you right now. God wins and he has victory. I also was singing, holy, holy, holy. It was like I was possessed and was only saying what the Holy Spirit was leading me to do. Thank you, God. I give you all the glory for this experience and encounter, and I ask God that you stay with me, you stay with the listeners, and don't leave me. I release this to you for you to experience your own encounter with God that you are ready for. Now that I've had an encounter like I did, I understand more. I understand that God only gives us what we can handle at the time that we are ready for it. I told a friend about this encounter and she said, oh my goodness, that would overwhelm me. And that is okay. If any of you hear this and you are overwhelmed or still judging from it, that is okay. We are all at where we're at because it's where we're at. What I want to encourage you to do though is ask God for more. Just ask. John 16, 23 says, Jesus says, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give to you. If we don't ask him, nothing will happen. There's something about our flesh that gets so darn comfortable with things that we don't even know that we're not even yielding. We think we are because we're sitting in the presence of God, but we aren't yielding the really tough stuff like our shame, the root of anxiety, or depression, trauma, gossip, lack of focus, or certain negative thoughts. I've noticed that even in the presence of God with all these amazing speakers, people can still walk away and have negative thoughts and struggle with a certain sin. Why God? Well, I think it's not always the right timing. I think he takes things off one layer at a time deliverance to deliverance, so we move from glory to glory. That's the beauty of how he works and what he does through us. He gives us what we can handle at the level that we can chew on. When I got a word from someone that I was to preach, I was not ready. It was kind of scary and I didn't really fully accept it. However, God's grace moved me into a place where I could receive and be grateful for it and he will do the same for you. As for the fear of what people think of us comes off us, we can get a bigger revelation of what God believes is bigger than what people think. I sense that what God did to me in this encounter was to birth for me a deeper love for his people, for you, for hurt people, struggling depression or loneliness, that he wants his people to come to the fullness of who they are, the way he designed them to be. God is sad that we or our loved ones are suffering and we don't even know how much. God truly loves you. He is sad when we don't understand him in the certain way that he wants us to or know who we truly are. Many of us think that God is mad at us, so we don't even try to talk to him, but he's not. It doesn't matter what you've done or what you've thought. He can never be mad at us. Because when we are depressed or struggling with big anxiety, PTSD, eating disorders, addiction, or wherever it may be, we aren't able to fully walk with that identity that Christ wants for us. We're too much in our struggle to even get out of ourselves to tell other people about Jesus. Matthew 28, 18 through 20 says that Jesus spoke to his disciples saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. 
Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always, even to the end of age. Each of us is chosen and commissioned to bring the gospel and share our faith. We are not meant to keep struggling over and over again for years and years. When you hear this verse, my prayer is that it lights a fire inside of you that becomes bigger and bigger than the struggle you're facing. This is what encounters are designed to do, bring you closer to Jesus and away from the mental health symptoms. The encounters can allow you to heal your broken heart, tear down walls that you were keeping up because of the pain, and bit by bit, you become more alive to the person God intended for you to be. Find what works for you and yield for an encounter to beat these mental health symptoms. I'm just going to end by repeating some of the words that I use. Recognize which ones work for you. I don't know anything, Lord. I'm just a little girl or a little boy from wherever you're from. You can even add things like, I'm a country girl or a city boy. I give you, Lord, an offering, my weakness. My mind doesn't know how you do it, Lord, but you do. I don't understand how you do these things, but I don't need to know. My mind is so little, 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 little compared to you, God. I trust you. I turn off my analytical brain to you. I give you my mind. So what I want you to do is I want you to identify what is God pulling you into as you listen to this message? What works for you to yield? What words do you hear work for you? I want you to practice this on your own, yield to him, and give him any mental health symptoms that you have, or even your loved ones. And then the last thing I want you to do is start asking for bigger prayers. If you don't know what they are, ask God. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I will be doing weekly shows on many different topics and have on guests with encouraging stories of hope. New shows come out every Monday that I do myself and shows with guests come out every other Thursday. If you miss, please go back and listen. I'd love for you to share the show, write a review, and go to our website, which is HeidiMortensenLMFT.com. If you want to know more about my counseling, the website is BridgingHopeCounseling.com. I'm also on all social media sites, so please make sure to go and subscribe or like. I want to give a shout out to Charisma Media, who is the network that I'm doing this podcast through. I want to encourage you to download the free Charisma Plus app with the link in the show notes. You will stay up to date with news through a Christian lens and stay connected to the Holy Spirit with other podcasts and articles. They also have an amazing bookstore, so I encourage you to go to the link and purchase the books that they have on the link. When you download the app and make a purchase from the link, you help support this podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you on the next show. Thanks for listening to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread mental health awareness with Jesus at the Center. You can also check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or my website at HeidiMortensenLMFT.com. See you at our next episode.